This is Matt Ward of the Weigh In Boxing Blog and Podcast. Now you can support our show and your healthy lifestyle by shopping Bulletproof products. Bulletproof sells a variety of supplements, foods, coffee, and technologies that are the purest you can get anywhere. Shop Bulletproof products and support the Weigh In Boxing Blog and Podcast by visiting our website, theweighinpodcast.com. from the One Stone Recording and Mastering Studio in New Brunswick, New Jersey. This is The Weigh-In with your host, Matt Ward. Welcome to The Weigh-In. My name is Matt Ward and I'm a boxing writer and historian from the greater Philadelphia area. Every two weeks, I will introduce you to people from the world of boxing, both past and present. This episode of The Weigh-In features my interview with former lightweight and welterweight boxing contender, Ivan Robinson. Ivan currently trains amateur and professional boxers in Philadelphia. Ivan fought professionally from 1992 to 2008 and won the USBA and NABF lightweight titles during his career. His August 22, 1998 victory over Arturo Gatti was voted Fight of the Year by Ring Magazine. Ivan also fought boxing legends Oscar De La Hoya and Julio Cesar Chavez during his career. Without further delay, here is the weigh-in with Ivan Robinson. Please introduce yourself to my listeners. My name is Ivan Mighty Robinson. Growing up, who was your favorite fighter? Sugar Ray Robinson. Do you have an all-time favorite professional boxing match? I, I, I'm pretty much a uh, fan favorite, people's favorite. I would, I would say probably Arturo Gatti. Oh, okay. At what age did you start boxing? Five. Wow. <laughs> when was your first amateur boxing match? Good question. I wish my dad was here. Had to be about eight. Eight years old? Yeah. Cool. What weight class did you fight in as an amateur? That I can remember I fought at 125. I was the best at 125. Mm-hmm. Please tell us about your experiences with USA Boxing. I, I, had, I had a great uh, career with USA Boxing. Uh, I can't say that they treated me bad except for when I didn't make the Olympic team. Mm-hmm. That was the only... Uh, I think that's the only downfall I ever had with him because I thought I clearly beat Julian Willard, um, and he got a gift. So, you know, I guess that was the learning point for me as becoming a young man. Mm-hmm. As an amateur, you fought Oscar De La Hoya three times. Please tell us about these bouts. Well, you know, the first one um, was a, like a very, it was an introduction because we both was, you know, young amateurs. Uh, he was good from the West Coast, and I was good from the East Coast, and we crashed. Um, I thought I beat him. A lot of other people thought I beat him. Um, but after that first fight, me and my dad went back home, went back to the gym, and we worked hard. We we concentrated on nobody but Oscar De La Hoya. Mm-hmm. You know, they say sometimes that parents has a vision of certain things happening, and my dad just knew that me and Oscar would meet each other again, which we did. And um, I thought I beat him again, but I didn't get the decision. And then the third one was clearly I, my first time as a young amateur fighter, I got a chance to fight on national wide TV. 
and I fought Oscar De La Hoya for the third time, and it was a very close fight, and um, uh, everybody, the whole world thought I won, and um, I didn't get it, so, you know, it was tough, it was hard, but I think it was a learning experience for me. Was De La Hoya the toughest opponent you faced as an amateur? Nah. Uh, the Cuban was, because the Cuban ran from me the whole time. Oh, okay. I fought him in, um, uh, in Florida, and he didn't do nothing but just run from me. Your pro debut was on October 20th, 1992, against wow. Pedro Cotto. <laughs> Is there anything that still stands out to you today about your professional debut in Atlantic City? Uh, it was exciting. I had a lot of uh, people from my hometown, neighborhood, came to see me. Um, and, you know, training up until that day, it was just very exciting, you know, enthusiastic. Had a lot of people wanted to come see me. And I wanted to do great, and actually I did do great. Yep. You fought a number of your professional bouts in Philadelphia. What was it like to fight in front of your hometown fans? Um, it was electrifying, you know. Uh, everyone that knows me knows that I was a great boxer. I wasn't a puncher. I was very electrifying. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of fighters would say, and a lot of trainers would say that I, I uh, how they say it, I pleaded to the crowd. You know, I got with the crowd, and when the crowd made a certain type of noise or went a certain type of way, I went. You know, and that's how I—that's how I was. So it was—it was a thrill to fight at home all the time because you know I had a whole lot of family, friends. You know, it was great. Who were some of the Philly fighters that you admired and worked with over the course of your professional career? Bunch of them I worked with. I worked with Meldrick Taylor. I worked with Myron Taylor. I worked with Tyrone Crawley. Uh, I was in the gym with Charles Brewer. I was in the gym with a number of uh, world-class athletes. I was in the gym. I sparred many and many nights and many and many days with Mikey Stewart. Oh yeah. Anthony Thompson got me ready for the Arturo Gotti fight. Him and Mike Melvin. Um, it was just a whole bunch of, uh, you know, guys in Philadelphia to help me. And just being around a bunch of the fighters in Philly was great. You fought a number of tough boxers over the course of your career, including Arturo Gatti, Angel Manfredi, Jesse James Leha, and Julio Cesar Chavez. Who was the toughest opponent that you faced in the ring? Everybody always asks me that. <laughs> um, you knew it was coming, right? Yeah, I, knew, I just didn't know when it was coming. I knew it was coming. Um, I would have to say Arturo Gotti because at that time Arturo Gotti was the hottest guy in America. You know, HBO loved him. Mm -hmm. uh, Gaddy was, he was just that throwback fighter. When you thought you had him hurt, you know, you had to watch out because he was gonna knock you out. Um, he was tough and I was at the prime of my career at the time. I was 26, somewhere around there. And he was at the prime of his career. So, you know, it was a great fight. I would say Arturo Gotti. But I can't take nothing away from Julio Cesar Chavez. Even though he was an old man, when I fought him, he still could punch it. He was still electrifying, too, mm -hmm. even though I thought I beat him. But, you know, it was just great being in the ring and sharing the ring with Julio. Cool. How did it feel for when you found out that Ring Magazine had named your August 22nd fight with Gaddy the fight of the year and the upset of the year? Well, first of all, you taking me back. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think what I was doing at the time when uh, those fights came. I mean, when I got that award, I, you know, it's crazy because 
you always want to see yourself in magazines. You always want to see yourself in a book. But when you get the call and they tell you that, it's, it was crazy. I mean, I was home with my daughter and my, no, yeah, with my daughter and uh, my wife. And we got the call and it was just crazy. I called my manager. My manager lived right around the corner from me, Eddie Woods. And man, it was just like, it was a great day. It was like the city just stood still. That's awesome. Yeah. In 1995, you won the USBA lightweight title, and in 1999, you captured the NABF lightweight title. What do you consider the biggest honor of your long professional boxing career? Well, I think that, well, first of all, I think credibility is just, you know, you being able to sit here and talk to me and, and interview me. I mean, excuse my expression, but that's a hell of a thing right there. That don't, a lot of fighters don't get that. Mm -hmm. Then for you to ask me that, that's great too, because there were just so many great uh, fights that I had. There were so many great times in my career. Um, I just had a wonderful career. Yeah. I mean, my livelihood, everything was great. Uh, there's nothing I could take from it. Um, it's just so many. I really can't. I don't think I can just name one. It's just being an honor, like I said, for you to you know want to interview me and for me to be able to be in the New Jersey Boxing Hall of Fame and Philadelphia Boxing Hall of Fame and shoot having the fight of the year and what? Man, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot the year. Uh, uh, hey, what did we? Oh, um, '98 mm -hmm. fight of the year and um, upset of the year. You know, I never. Like I said, you hear those things, but when you actually get a phone call and they tell you that, man, you don't know what to do. And that was great for me to hear that. So I think those two is probably the best thing that I probably would take to my grave. Very cool. You retired from boxing in 2008 with an impressive record of 32 wins, 12 losses, and two draws. What made you decide to retire from boxing? Well, one, because I wouldn't say the fight game changed because at that time I was still in the prime of uh, the stages of the way the boxing game was when I was around. Um, I just got tired. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I started fighting at five. I turned pro in 92 when I was, think I was 21. Right. And at that time I was doing, I was getting up at six o'clock in the morning doing what I was supposed to do as a, as a professional, running five miles every day, training twice a day. My body just got tired. And, um, you know, I started seeing that I wasn't able to really take shots like I wanted to be, like I could when I was younger. So more than, more luckily, and with the grace of God and my dad, you know, they told me to hang it up. And I, one thing I'm never going to do, I'm never going to go against my dad or my parents, my mom and my dad, but they both living. So, you know, and I still listen to what they say. So when my dad said it was a shot, it was a, it was a done deal. It was, it was a done deal. And, and also my manager, Eddie Woods, he was a good guy too. Mm -hmm. And he always, and I always made uh, a pact with him when he first signed me that when he told me that he wanted me to walk away, I would walk away. I didn't listen to him. I, I think I fought a couple more fights than what I should have, but you know, I was just tired. That's all. Gotcha, I just gotcha. tired of doing it. What'd you do for a living after you retired from boxing? Well, I took, you know, actually I took some time off and I, um, I worked. And I said that um, I, I wanted to get away from boxing because I've been around it for so long. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, it kept calling me. You know, and I walked back into the gym and I started, you know, seeing young kids doing things that I used to do. And I've always loved the kids. I always take take initiative to the kids on what they do. And I seen it. They got the passion for it. 
So I feel as though I'm a great trainer, so I decided to, you know, go into the boxing industry as being a great trainer. Awesome, awesome. Your son Ivan is a basketball player for Cabrini University wow, in Radnor. Wow, <laughs> really? Growing up, growing up, did your son ever box? Nah, I didn't, no, I didn't want him to box. Me and my wife said at the time, my ex-wife said that um, we didn't want him to box. Well, I said I didn't want him to box. I knew that that question was going to come, oh, I want you to let your son box. No, I think that would have been just a little too much pressure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when he was like four months, I gave him basketball, and he hasn't been born out since. Oh, cool. So he's doing a great thing, and I'm loving what he's doing. He loves what I do. We talk all the time, so, you know, it's a great thing. A family of athletes. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up, did you play basketball as well? I played a little bit, but I was nowhere near as good as him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Please tell us more about Ridiculously Fit Gym in Philadelphia. Oh, it, it, it's a great gym. Um, it's, it's, it's a gym that's just got established. The owner, uh, Mr. Uh, Derek Felder, um, uh, brought me in and asked me, did I want to come here and work? As you can see, as a picture of me over there on this wall. Yep. And I come in here and I help the kids, you know, train each and every day. And, um, you know, hopefully we, we get some great champions to come out of the gym like I did. Do you have any current favorite professional fighters? Current? Yeah. You know, fight game is different. It's kind of hard to tell. Mm -hmm. I could probably pick anyone and they'd be great. And everybody has their opinion on them. Um, it's really hard to say. I, I like uh, I like uh, Erol Spence. Um, of course, Floyd is in there, but I wouldn't make, I wouldn't rank Floyd as high as people do. Um, Dante Wilder is good. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely loving uh, Carlos uh, Ortiz from Cuba. Mm -hmm. um, that's basically about it right now. Cool. What are your thoughts on the current state of boxing? Um, I just think that um, right now, as far as the current state of boxing, everything it seems to be good. Um, I only think by me being a trainer now and being a, a former boxer, I just would like that the, the athletes would take boxing more serious than what they take it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we need more um, ex-fighters to you know, maybe come in the whole classes with the current fighters to understand what it is about a dollar, how uh, we can get caught up in spending money that we see that we don't need to spend. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, everybody now they have kids. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young. Everyone has kids. You have to put up for the future. You know, and if that, if we can do that, I think we'd be okay. And I think that the fighters need uh, to get some. Uh, Health coverage. We all need health coverage. Definitely, definitely. Um, besides that, you know, I, one time I heard boxing was dead. I don't think boxing will ever be dead. It may not be as popular as it once was, but it'll never be dead. Very well said, Ivan. Thank you. Thank you very much for sitting down oh, with me this man, afternoon. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. You can learn more about Ivan Robinson via a series of links to websites in the notes section of this episode. The next episode of The Weigh-In will air on August 16th and will feature my interview with former super welterweight boxing contender Boyd Melson. Boyd currently serves as an officer in the United States Army Reserve and is the co-founder of Team Fight to Walk, an organization that was created to increase awareness in boxing of the importance of stem cell research for spinal cord injuries.
As an amateur boxer, Boyd won the 48th World Military Boxing Championship gold medal in the 69-kilogram weight class, was a four-time United States Army champion, a three-time NCBA All-American boxer, a four-time West Point Brigade Open Boxing Champion, and received the Colonel Marcus Award. Boyd fought professionally from 2010 to 2016 and won the WBC United States Super Welterweight title in 2015. Boyd retired with an impressive record of 15 wins, two losses, and one draw. You can listen to the Weigh-In podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes. If you listen to the show on iTunes, please leave us a rating. This will help other listeners find the show. If you would like to contact the Weigh-In staff, you can reach us through social media and email. Our contact information is posted in the notes section of the episode. We love to hear from our listeners. That does it for the 11th episode of The Weigh-In. The Weigh-In is brought to you by One Stone Recording and Mastering in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Check out One Stone Recording and Mastering for all of your mixing and mastering needs. Go to onestonerecording.com slash the weigh-in and receive 10% off your first session. Special thanks to Ivan Robinson and you, the listeners, for being a part of our 11th episode. The Weigh-In Boxing Blog and Podcast is supported by the Bulletproof Affiliate Program. By shopping Bulletproof products, you are not only supporting our blog and podcast, but your healthy lifestyle. Shop Bulletproof products via the banners on the weighinpodcast.com. Until next time, I'm Matt Ward, and this is The Weigh-In.